0: You guys are going to see like the commonalities between the eating mindset and the money mindset. And we see it because we're both certified life coaches through the life coach school. So Mm -hmm. clearly, and I've had my money issues and my food issues. So I definitely see the correlation between money mindset and eating mindset. What if it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Hey, LuxLifer, welcome to episode 76. This is your certified life and weight loss coach, Jennifer Dent Brown from jenniferdent.com, where we learn how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you're like a lot of my clients who want to lose weight, there may be some areas in your money management life that you want to clean up as well. So you're gonna hear in today's interview that there are common thoughts that cause us to overeat and those same thoughts cause us to overspend. And since it's that time of year, tis the season, right, where overindulging is totally acceptable for the average person, I wanna help you and my guest who I'm interviewing today, we both wanna help you be better than average this year we wanna help you reframe how you do the holidays. And if normally you end up feeling overwhelmed by your holiday spending, you can simply decide that this year you're gonna do it differently. And if you're used to waking up on January 2nd, like the average person who weighs an extra seven to 10 pounds you can simply decide that you're going to experience this holiday season differently than you've ever done before. How do you do that? By reframing how you eat and how you spend. You're simply gonna reframe how you experience the holiday season. So on today's podcast, you're going to hear from certified life and money coach, Jermaine Foley. Jermaine and I are coaching colleagues, and we recently had a conversation about the similarities of habits of people who overeat and the people who overspend. It's kind of like we were client comparing. (laughs) So I thought that we needed to bring this topic to the podcast because I do have some clients who do struggle with money management in addition to their eating, Jermaine helps smart, high-achieving women transform their relationship with money so that they can have plenty of money and change their entire lives in the process. You can learn more about her business at JermaineFoley.com, and that she spells it with a G, and her link to her site is in the show notes. But before you go over and jump to her site, I really want you to listen to this interview. We both shared our stories about how we were both over $200,000 in debt and the process that we went through to pay it off. Now, we didn't know each other when this was happening. So this is a little bit of a spoiler alert. Jermaine's process that she went through to pay off her $200,000 in debt sounded so much more enjoyable than mine. And we talk about the differences in how she paid off the debt versus how I paid off my debt. We also talked about some of the very specific, sneaky, self-sabotaging thoughts that women have that cause us to overeat and overspend the exact same thoughts. So that is going to be really, really interesting for you to hear. We also talked about the mindset that you need to have as you're improving your financial situation. And guess what? It's the same one for weight loss. And what I love about Jermaine is that she also provides two very actionable steps that you can take this holiday season to come out on the other end of the season without going into debt, but still being able to spend money to buy the gifts that you want to buy during the holiday. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. It's, a topic, two of my favorite topics. We're talking about weight loss and we're talking about money, two of my favorite things. And we really hope that this conversation inspires you to make a decision to keep more money than you spend this holiday season. I would love to hear your thoughts about this interview. So please be sure to leave a review. Once you've listened to the interview, leave a a review if you're listening to Apple Podcasts. Or if you're on Podbean, the more people that know about this podcast and know about this episode, the more people will be helped by it. Okay. So if you like this episode, consider it your moral obligation. <laughs> All right. That's a little extra, but consider it, you know, your responsibility, a favor you're doing for other women who may be in the same financial boat or the same weight loss boat that they need the help. All right, so enjoy this episode and I will see you in the next one. All right, Lux Lifers, I have a special treat for you today. I know every treat that I give you is special whenever I have a guest on, but this is an extra special treat because one of the things that I also coach my clients on, not specifically, but these are things that come up along with the overeating is the overspending, And I always say, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And because it's the holiday season and it is that time for gifting and eating and spending all the things, I thought it would be real interesting to bring on someone who coaches very specifically on money. And so I would like to introduce you guys to Jermaine Foley, who is... A life and money coach. I'm going to let Jermaine say hello and introduce herself. Tell us who you are and who you work with. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Well, as you said, my name is
1: Jermaine Foley. I am a certified life coach and I particularly work with women who impulse spend. So I love working with her because I used to be her. <laughs> so yeah, I work with women who are really good at making money, but not so great at keeping it. And we work on learning how to have lots of money, learning how to build wealth so that they can live the life that they really want to live.
0: I love it. So y'all see the connection here. She works with women who impulse spend. I work with women who impulse eat. (laughs) And because the holidays tend to be stressful This is the time where it's very easy. If you don't know how to manage your emotions, if you don't know how to identify all of those sneaky self-sabotaging thoughts, eating is a really good idea. Spending money, it seems like a really good idea. But what happens is in January, we wake up, we're overweight, scale has gone up, and then we get the credit card statement and we're like, Holy hell, how did I spend all of this money? How am I going to pay all this stuff back? And then the thing is, you end up working until like June or July to pay off what you spent during the holidays and to burn off (laughs) what you overate during the holidays. Yeah. So I wanted to have this conversation with Jermaine so we can start to reframe our holiday existence. We can start to reframe and think differently about how we do the holidays, I was thinking about my past experience during the holiday season and Jermaine knows we had a conversation before we, you know, we started hitting record, but I was in, I think I've mentioned this in the podcast. Like I was over $200,000 in debt at one point in my life. Me too. And oh, good. We got that in common. <laughs> this is why we do what we do. Yeah. But I was overeating and I was also overspending. But I remember very specifically during the holidays, because I like to entertain back in the day. I like to have people over. I want to be the person that's showing up with all the gifts and give my friends all the gifts and my family members, all of the really great things. And that's when we used to get catalogs in the mail a lot. Mm -hmm. Jermaine, you're a little (laughs) bit younger than me, but (laughs) I used to get catalogs in the mail too. (laughs) Yeah. We used to get like sharper image and pottery barn and like crate and barrel. And I wanted to buy like all of the holiday decorations, all of the gifts for the kids and send them to my family. And because I was not managing my money properly, I always felt like I never had enough money Mm -hmm. to spend during the holidays even though the holidays happen at the same time every single year. I never felt like I had enough money to do all the things that I wanted to do. And I felt like that undercurrent of stress layered upon the existing stress I was already feeling just kind of like gave me carte blanche to go ahead and eat all the things, right? Oh, it's the holidays. We're just going to like start eating at The day after Thanksgiving, actually, no, I shouldn't say the day after Thanksgiving. We're going to start eating before Thanksgiving because that's my birthday, (laughs) my birthday season. Yes. And just go all the way through and use the food to help buffer my thoughts about not having enough money. It's like a a terrible, terrible cycle to be stuck Mm -hmm. in. What's Mm -hmm. been your experience with the overspending during the holidays? Oh my gosh. You alluded to it, but it was always a surprise for
1: me. It seemed like I just wasn't expecting it. And then the holidays were here. And then it was just like, I would just spend like crazy. And not even thinking about the consequences I was creating for myself on the back end. So I remember December was always stressful. Black Friday, of course, I had to go Black Friday shopping. But I never planned for it. I never had the money for it. So I would go into debt for it. And it made the holidays... Fun in the moment, but stressful on the back end. And at one point, I just decided that enough was enough and I was going to try something different. So one of the things that I help my clients with is like, hey, Christmas comes the exact same time every year. It's not a surprise. (laughs) Let's plan for it in advance. And that just makes everything so much more enjoyable and so much more joyful.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about, you guys are going to see like the commonalities between the eating mindset and the money mindset. And we see it because Jermaine, we're both certified life coaches through the life coach school. So Mm -hmm. clearly, and I've had my money issues and my food issues. So I definitely see the correlation between money mindset and eating mindset. But I love the fact that you just said you teach your clients like, oh, we're just going to plan for Christmas. We're just going to plan for the holidays ahead of time, which is the same thing I teach in the Stop Biting Forever process is like, we don't eat emotionally. We eat intentionally Mm -hmm. and eating intentionally means planning ahead, making a decision ahead of time. Now we are not planning six months ahead of time for like, what are we going to have for Christmas dinner? No, but we're planning. What are we going to have on Thursday on Sunday? Like we're planning ahead for the week. So key theme there, people. (laughs) Planning is important. There is is. power in the planning process. Jermaine, I'm curious. I think the listeners are probably curious. You mentioned you had all the debt. You want to tell a little bit about your story of like where you were and then how you came to become a coach?
1: Absolutely. So... My husband and I literally found ourselves in $200,000 worth of debt. That was a combination of student loans, any other debt you could possibly have. Like we loved all debt, <laughs> <laughs> even 401k loans. I had all of it. So, And it gotten to the point where it was unmanageable. So we have the mindset that, oh, we make good money. We make a lot of money and we deserve to do these things. So we're going to just do it. and We'll pay it back later. But that caught up to us very soon after we had our second child when they both had to go to daycare and it just all came crumbling. And my husband didn't seem to be as stressed about it, but I was very stressed about it so much. So I went to visit a bankruptcy attorney and I was like, what can we do? And he looked at me side eye, like you're not bankrupt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was he saying like you weren't that bad off? He was saying you make
1: too much money for anybody to just wipe your debts clean. You can pay your bills. Mm -hmm. He said you can't file for chapter seven, but there's something called chapter 13 that you can file for, which would allow you to make payments on
0: your debt over time, but you still have to pay them off. Let me ask you a question. What was your thought process? Because you are like, my husband wasn't that concerned about it. But you were like, OMG, this is way too much. I'm Mm going to go talk to somebody about bankruptcy. What was your thought process of like, why did you think you had to go to the extreme of going to see a bankruptcy attorney?
1: So back then, the reason why I felt overwhelmed is because I thought it was too much. And I felt like it was all on my shoulders. Even though my husband, he worked very hard, he didn't show the emotions that I did. So I felt like it was all on me. Mm -hmm. we women take responsibility
0: for everything, even though we don't we have do. to.
1: <laughs> we do. And I took responsibility for it. I felt like that was my only way out. Like I really did. And we could talk about this. That was an action, right? Mm-hmm. That was an A-line action. And we did it. I talked my husband into it. We did it. And it didn't do anything. Like literally like the- Oh, You so- did file bankruptcy? We did. We did chapter mm-hmm. 13. Mm-hmm. And... It did nothing because it was all about the A-line. It didn't change who I was. It didn't change my actions. It didn't change my thoughts or behaviors with money. It just temporarily stopped the creditors from calling
0: me. Yeah. So I just want to explain to everyone what the A-line is. Because again, Jermaine and I are both coaches through the Life Coach School. And when we talk about the A-line, that is part of the model, self-coaching model, which we probably both teach to our clients, that mm-hmm. that was created by Brooke Castillo, who is the founder of the Life Coach School. So the A-line means you're trying to change your result by doing an action. So I talk about on the podcast a lot, people try to lose weight. They try to change their weight number, the number of the result by doing this diet, doing this diet, cutting out food groups, stop eating at this point. Buying new workout clothes, going to hire a trainer, like taking the supplements. I did all of the above. I did all of the actions trying to create a weight loss result. And I never, ever, ever changed my mindset until I learned, I was like, oh, your thinking creates your results. So I always talk a lot about the sneaky self-sabotaging thoughts that just pop up in our heads that don't allow us to create the result that we want. So it sounded like for you and your husband, when you guys were going through your financial difficulties, your sneaky self-sabotaging thought was like, there's nothing else I can do. I'm so overwhelmed. This is Mm -hmm. the only option. And that just made me think of some women I talked to who felt like like weight loss surgery was their only option, Mm -hmm. right? It was like, instead of, doing the work to change your mindset first or like, nope, I'm just going to get my insurance, pay for this weight loss surgery, cut my stomach in half, and that's how I'm going to lose weight. But I have clients who have gone through weight loss surgery, have lost a significant amount of weight, but have not lost all of the weight. And so now we're working on creating that mindset. Yes. And so now they're learning to lose the rest of the weight, not because they took an action, but because they are working very diligently on replacing those sneaky self-sabotaging thoughts with the ones that help them create the weight that they want. Okay, so go ahead, Absolutely. finish with your story.
1: <laughs> that was a very good analogy, the weight loss surgery and bankruptcy because they're both very drastic. And it's funny you mentioned that because I've met people who have done the weight loss surgery and they've gained the weight back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because- the thoughts didn't change. Those sneaky sabotaging thoughts did not change. They were still the same person. That is exactly what happened with me. I was still thinking the same way. I was still the same person, but I had taken this action that gave me some temporary relief. It made me feel like I did something, but it didn't help. I still had to pay the money off. I was still overspending. I was still impulse spending the money that our salaries and things like that. So it didn't change anything. And and then it really hit me like, oh. I have to really change. Like, I can't be the same person and create a lasting result that I want. And I, we have another thing in common, Jennifer. We are both pastors' daughters, right? The mm-hmm. PKs and the house. Yes. <laughs> so I went to church one day and I was crying, praying for a miracle, and it was a financial miracle. I was like, Lord, I need a financial miracle. Probably the same prayer I prayed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to just, you know, come down from heaven and wipe the slate clean, but that is not Mm -hmm. what he did. He showed up in the form of a book given to me by my dad. It was the day Ramsey Total Money Makeover book. Mm -hmm. And I devoured that book, but I knew that I had to do it my own way. So I devoured his book, but tweaked the process and I used that process to get completely debt-free. So $200,000 gone. And for those who do not know, like I literally couldn't put my car in bankruptcy. I couldn't put my student loans in bankruptcy. The only thing I could put in were my credit cards. Couldn't put my 401k loan in bankruptcy either. It was just my credit cards. And really we didn't have that many credit cards. And all that did was just say, okay, you pay this amount monthly until it's paid off. So it was just mm-hmm. like what I did, it, looking back, it
0: just didn't make any sense. But you probably felt like you were, like making some progress. You felt like you were doing something. (laughs) Yes, I did something. I have to say, I think we did pray the same prayer of like, (laughs) Lord, please help me with my financial situation. Because I remember too, I got to that rock bottom moment Mm -hmm. and I was like, literally on my knees, Bible open, like somebody helped me because I was about, and I didn't tell anybody how much debt I was in. Mm -hmm. I was literally about to lose the place where I was living Mm -hmm. because I was struggling to pay rent trying to like grow this business and I didn't have any money at the time. So I used to go to the bookstore for entertainment. This is before I got married before, you know, I was dating seriously. So I used to go to the bookstore and that's when I saw Dave Ramsey's book, Mm. (laughs) Total Money Makeover. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) I was like, Total Money Makeover. Clearly I need that didn't have enough money to buy the book. So I remember like sitting down and like reading through it. It's a very easy read. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, he has a website. So I remember I left the book there, went home, went on his website, he had a podcast and I started devouring all this information about Dave Ramsey. But we both have talked about Dave yeah. Ramsey and our experience with him. So go ahead and tell everyone why you decided to tweak the plan.
1: Okay, so I decided to tweak the plan. First of all, my husband wasn't happening. he was like, I am not eating rice and beans and I'm going on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay. So we had to just tweak it to the point where it fit our lifestyle. A lot of what I learned from him was just being able to plan ahead, like doing a budget. Like that was something that I learned from him and being able to actually follow through with the budget. But the reason why you asked me, well, how did I become a coach? So after I had gone through that journey and paid off all my debt, people like were just in awe and they wanted help and I would help them. But again, it was all about the actions. It was all about the actions and they would make some progress. Like I'm like, you just need a budget. You just need to get on a budget and you need to just cut this out and do all that. And they would make some progress, but they would fizzle out because they were using willpower. They were trying to have all the self-control. And that's when I realized, okay, Jermaine, what did you really do? It wasn't just the actions. You became someone totally different on your journey. Yeah. Say that again.
0: Say that again.
1: Yes. yes. It wasn't just the action. I had become someone totally different on my journey. I had paradigm shift after paradigm shift. And Like a little later on, once I was working with clients, I was introduced to Brooke Mm -hmm. and I was like, this is what I did. I didn't know what I was doing in the moment, but I'm like, this is what I did. And then that's when I started devouring all of her work. And I said, oh, if I could combine some of what I learned from Dame Ramsey with what I'm learning through life coaching and as a life coach, that is the secret sauce to helping women make a lasting change and become the person that they really want to come through money, using money as that vehicle to evolve and become and expand into that mm-hmm. highest version of themselves.
0: Because I love that.
1: money touches all areas of life.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I went through the Dave Ramsey plan back mm-hmm. in the day, I did not have the paradigm shifts that you had. Because look, I was a professional dieter. My willpower muscle was strong mm-hmm. and I use that same willpower mentality to muscle through eating beans and rice. Because one of the things Dave Ramsey talks about is like, you just go bare bones. You just yes. get rid of it. You sell all your things and you yes. just only buy the bare necessities. He calls it the four, four basics, walls. I think. Or the four walls, right? And that's four the only walls. thing you need to spend money on. It's like mm-hmm. food, shelter, your car, transportation, and clothes. And that's yep. it. Basic clothes, goodwill. Right, not like going to Neiman Marcus clothes, right. but you know. Right. So I followed his plan, like I was all in because that's my my dieter's mindset, and I use willpower. Mm-mm. Like I use willpower, I was like, "Nope, we're in, I'm not buying extra stuff. I'm not doing all the things. I just shut everything down. I wasn't getting my hair done. I was doing my own mm-hmm. nails at Gosh, home, Jennifer girl. Let's see, I was working two full time jobs. Mm-hmm part-time job at Victoria's Secret on the weekends and at night. And I was still running my, I had an event planning business then. So I still had that business. So I was hustling. Yeah. I was keeping myself busy. So paid off all the stuff, right? $200,000, bought my car, paid off my car. because That's another thing he talks about. Mm-hmm. And I was excited and happy. And I also helped. I started teaching the class at my church. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the mindset shift. Didn't have the paradigm shift. Was still like very much focused on willpower, 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 paid off all the debt. And I remember very specifically when I was 100% Mm debt-free, I was like, I'm going to the mall and I'm not taking my envelopes. Basically, if we converted that or translated that into food, it means like I'm going out to my favorite restaurant and I don't care about counting calories, points, macros, nothing. I'm eating whatever the hell that I want to eat. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the mall and I was just handing over my debit card, like here, buy, buy, buy. And I just mm-hmm. put all the things that I wanted to eat. And that was like the end of the willpower. Yeah. It doesn't last forever. Let's put it that way. That's right. It didn't last forever. Cause it did take me a little over two years to pay off mm-hmm. all of that debt, but I never was able to get back to like that. Beans and rice mentality when it came to spending. Because like you, I was like, I still, and your husband, like I still wanted to have a life. I still wanted to like mm-hmm. be able to go on vacation. I still wanted to be, you know, do like go out to dinner yes. and thing. Yeah. But when you're in that willpower using willpower mentality, you feel like anything you have is not enough. Right. Right. Anything you have is not enough. So of course, when you're thinking, well, I don't have enough money. You always feel like you're not able to do the things and you feel like you're not living your life the way that you want to. You're not. And when you really think about it,
1: it is almost coming from a scarcity. 100%. 100%. It comes from a scarcity mindset. And that is why a lot of people do fizzle out. I have people that message me all the time and they, and I love Dave Ramsey. Like I love him because His message is very straight to the point, simple, and you can get it. And people do make progress on it, but some people burn out Mm -hmm. and when they burn out, they just give up. They feel like there's no hope. And so that's kind of where I come in similar to you. Listen, you don't have to give up all enjoyment. You can have that. And so I'm a big proponent of the symbol and because Mm -hmm. you can. Get out of debt and go on vacation. You can get out of debt and go shopping sometimes. Like you can save a bunch of money and invest a bunch of money. You don't have to go either or. How does that work? Beautiful, friendly thing.
0: Oh, how does it work? I I tell people, I'm like, yes, you can lose weight and have chocolate cake every day. And they look at me cross-eyed, like how the hell does that work? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us, Jermaine, how can we get out of debt and still plan our family vacation? Well, I think one
1: of the way is just really letting yourself really think about what you truly want as a human being. So I think we think we want everything, but we don't. That's just our, and I don't know what you call your brains, but I call like we have the sophisticated brain, that's your your adult prefrontal, and then we have the teenage brain. I call it the bratty brain. (laughs) The bratty brain, okay. Uh So the teenage brain and the bratty brain, they think they want everything that they see, but it's really not true. Your sophisticated brain, she knows what she wants. For me, it was experiences with my family. So I love to vacation. I like to take nice vacations, but I also knew that I wanted to pay off my debt. So we would do both. So I would sit down and plan ahead. Okay, this month I'm putting this amount towards my vacation. And this month I'm paying this much on my debt. I also don't think paying off debt is an emergency. I think that is something that we get to decide. It's just simply a goal that we have for ourselves if you want to do it. That's not bad. It is what it is. It's just the number that you owe. So if you can think about it that way. Yeah. Then you can allow yourself to do some of the things that you truly want to do without feeling guilty, you know?
0: Yeah, that totally is the same mindset, because you say paying off debt is not an emergency. Mm -hmm. I tell my clients hunger is not an emergency. Mm -hmm. Just because you have a little bit of hunger doesn't mean you need to like run off to Chick-fil-A and go get some French fries. Or you need to like run down to the kitchen and toss back a handful of almonds because you have a little twinge of hunger. Mm -hmm. Hunger is not an emergency. When you feel like it's in an emergency, you're going to end up emotionally eating. You're going to feel like emotionally spending. So I love the fact that you say paying off debt is not an emergency because hunger is not an emergency either.
1: Neither are emergencies. And guess what? That urge you have to spend money that you didn't plan to spend, that urge is also not an emergency.
0: Mm. So tell us about that around the holidays because Mm -hmm. we're inundated with marketing Mm -hmm. around the holidays and like gift giving season and you want all of the Christmas decorations or the Hanukkah decorations and you want to get like the lights outside and the Christmas trees in every room. Like there's so much opportunity to overspend buying gifts for like the postman and the UPS guy (laughs) and your hairstylist and the dog groomer. Like there's so much opportunity to overspend. How would someone go into this holiday season and thinking, okay, I still want to save some money or I still want to pay off some debt, but I still want to do all the things for the holidays. How would you tell your client that that's possible? So
1: it is definitely possible and it really depends on when we're starting. So we're just going to pretend it's December 1st right now. And You're like, okay, Jermaine, I really want to be able to have a nice Christmas, but I also want to pay off a little bit of my debt. Or maybe I just want to do it with cash and I don't want to go into debt. Then you can say, okay, you look at what you actually have coming in and you decide on an amount that you're going to spend. I know that this sounds like something impossible to do. Like you can't just pick an amount, but you really can. You can say, hey, This is how much I have to spend. And whoever is going to fit on my list, they have to fit into this amount of money. And then you make decisions based on on that. And you can get creative with what you buy and who you are buying for. Like you said, the postman, the UPS (laughs) guy, they don't really need a gift from you. Like a handwritten note is just as thoughtful and just as meaningful. I love that
0: idea of a handwritten yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, I would say, do you watch, um, I'm sure you have watched Sex and the City, the movie, the first movie? Did you watch oh, yes, it? I'm a oh, fan. Okay. Oh, yes, multiple <laughs> times. Mm-hmm. So do you remember when Carrie, she was trying to decide how many people were going to be invited to the wedding and the guy said, 75 sounds like a great number. And she was like, okay, done. She crossed the person off the list and she was at 75 he was like, Oh, she's ruthless. You almost have to be that way with your Christmas list. Like, okay, yeah. these are the people based on this amount of money I have to spend. This is who I'm going to spend on and everyone else they're going to get maybe a note, maybe a bottle of wine from all these. I don't know. You can be creative.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. can so be let creative. me, let me play. That's not devil's advocate, but I know my people also have the same mentality is like, they can't get past that. Well, I deserve Mm -hmm. to spend this money or a lot of my clients are obligers, people pleasers. And so they're like, so-and-so bought me, you know, a gift last year. I've got to buy them a gift or I've got to spend 150 bucks on custom photography for the holiday cards this year. Oh, right. (laughs) you know, about the holiday cards. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> How do you manage that mindset of like, I've got to buy this. I've got to buy this. And they're finding it very difficult to just say, okay, I'm planning them. They don't like that number that they have to plan. Okay. So you started off by saying I deserve to spend. And I always like to
1: counteract that with, you also deserve to have money. You also deserve to have Oh, that's mind. good, Jermaine. That is good. Yeah, you deserve to like have a financially peaceful life. You deserve to have financial well-being. And let's flip that on what you really deserve. Because when you say I deserve to spend that's your teenage bratty brain
0: talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Your sophisticated self is just like, yes, but you also deserve to have 20K in a savings account. That's what you want. Or you also deserve to be credit card
0: debt free if that's what you want, like based on what you really want. I also love that. I love that you said that. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna keep interrupting you. Go for it. But the other thing that popped up is like, your kids deserve Mm -hmm. to have money education or money example that is set by their parents, like a good money example set by their parents. Your kids deserve... For those of you who have adult kids, when you die, not to be saddled with your debt and not to be trying to figure out your finances. Mm-hmm. Your kids deserve that too. That's I love
1: that. Take it a step further because mm-hmm. we love our kids. We'll do anything for them. So take it even a step further. Like what do your kids deserve? And the other thing you brought up was, oh, she brought me a gift last year. Okay. I'm just going to be real honest. I can't remember who I bought gifts for last year. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I've learned? I've learned to graciously accept gifts
0: and compliments without needing to return them. Yes. So the people pleasers, we have a hard time receiving. Receiving. Yes. We always want to give, 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 give. Yes, yes, yes. Make everybody else comfortable. Make everyone else happy. Mm -hmm. But when the tables are turned, we have a very hard time receiving. Yes. I love that you said that because one of the things I like to teach my clients if they find themselves like being a people pleaser Mm -hmm. is like, let's just... Be comfortable with saying thank you. When somebody says, oh, you look so nice today. Don't be like, oh girl, this old thing. Like, Mm -hmm. no, just say thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Thank you for giving me the compliment. And the same with the gifts. Listen, and
1: here's the thing. When people give you a compliment or a gift and then you run around and return, it's not as genuine as if you would have just thought of it from the beginning. So just accept the gift. You deserve to accept gifts and to receive compliments from people. So don't feel like you have to go ahead and constantly reciprocate, just accept it and be good with it. Cause you are worth it.
0: Yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when people feel like they go to someone's house and someone is like, Oh, please have this piece of cake. And they feel obligated to eat mm-hmm. the food, mm-hmm. even though they're not hungry, even though they're eating off plan. Like i talk to my clients a lot about that mindset of, but kind of like along the lines of what you were saying, like you deserve to be able to reach your goal weight. You deserve Mm -hmm. to be able to go to sleep and not feel guilty because you overate today. You deserve to wake up and not feel bloated and yucky and beating yourself up because you Mm -hmm. ate too much food. So when you think about it from that perspective, it's much easier to be like, oh, thank you so much. I'll eat this later. Or I'll just, you know, can you wrap it up and I'll take it home with me? Yeah. And I, I appreciate the gesture. Yes. But right now I'm courageous enough to be like, no, I'm not eating because it's not mm-hmm. part of my plan. It's not part of my long-term goal. Right. And your sophisticated self really doesn't want the cake. She your sophisticated self does not want the cake. Because here's the thing, while you're sitting there eating the cake, in your head you're like oh my god i don't even want this this doesn't even taste good this is gonna mess my scale up in the morning like you're having all of the thoughts but you're feeling so guilty you're just sitting there eating the food anyway exactly exactly love that good the other thing that you mentioned that when you were going through the debt-free process is that you had the mindset transformation you had the paradigm shifts Right. So one of the things that we work on in my boot camp is creating version 2.0 of yourself. Right, So being very clear about what you are working towards, who are you becoming and making that very clear. So you were amazing in the fact that you did that on your own. You didn't even like have to have a future version of Jermaine. You didn't have to create that you began to have these paradigm shifts. And I'm probably going to say there were probably divine downloads, right? Mm -hmm. As you were going through the process, because somebody, God was setting you up Mm -hmm. to do exactly what you're doing right now for the rest of us. (laughs) Tell (laughs) us what that means, right? Tell us what that means when you begin to evolve as you were going through the process.
1: Yes. I mentioned earlier that my husband and I used to say, we deserve this. We need to do this. We work hard. We deserve it. And so that was something that shifted. So when I talk about having, becoming someone else, really that just began with my thinking. Like I just started thinking differently. I knew that I deserved to be debt-free. This was a big one for me. I deserve to be able to keep my money that I worked so hard for. Mm -hmm. because for me, I spent so much time before getting out of debt, you know, receiving money, making money, and then like sending it away, you know, shopping it away or paying all the bills. And then while I was going through the debt-free process, I still was receiving all the money and constantly sending out to pay for my debt. And then I was just like, one day I'm going to be able to keep this money that I worked so hard for. Like, I'm going to get a bonus from work and it's going to be all mine. Like, I started thinking like that and imagining what that would be like. I also imagined myself looking at my student loan account and seeing that it was like zero balance, getting Mm -hmm. that Sally Mae. She's not around anymore, Sally Mae. But back then it was (laughs) Sally Mae. I just couldn't wait till she sent me a statement saying account paid in full. And then I started to dream about how I wanted to set my children up. I wanted to be the mom that could send her sons to school debt-free so that they can start life way differently than I did. I still have a dream of when they get married, I want to just throw this lavish party and it's just all paid for when I have my first grandchild. I want to run down to the bank or whatever institution is around at that time. And open up a 529 plan, put a lump sum in there, and it'll be all that needs to be deposited. And once they're at 18, they will go to school debt-free. So I have big grand dreams. So I- I 18. love how clear that is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love how clear that is. Because how old are you?
1: 42. Are you really? I am. I'm probably older than you. I almost said something earlier. I'm like, she don't know
0: how old I am. <laughs> I don't. You're not, but I'm 47. But you're yeah, close. Oh. But oh, I, if you I guys can see Jordane right now, when you go to her website <laughs> and look at her, I could have swore you were like in your 20s. What? <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to receive that compliment. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. But notice how you are so clear. It's not about like, your vision is not short-term. You're You're looking past the end mm-hmm. of the year. You're looking past like, oh, how much money am I going to have in a year? You're looking all the way to when you have grandkids, mm-hmm. right? Which is, I don't know how old your kids are, but at teenagers. Least couple, they're teenagers way down the, the line, at least a decade away. Right. So I love that your vision of your future self is mm-hmm. so clear. And that's one of the things we work on too with weight loss is because we get so stuck in where we are right now. We get mm-hmm. so stuck and like all wrapped up in our feelings. of like, oh my God, my stomach is so big and I don't like my thighs. Like we get so wrapped up. We can't even see what we want to feel like or what we want to be like or how much we want to weigh six months from now or a year from now mm-hmm. or two years from now. So one of the things that I have my clients, we work on our goals 90 days at a time with an identity statement and they just get really, really very specific. I'm like, okay, in 90 days, how much do you want to weigh? Hmm, how do that. you want to feel? Who are you talking to? What are you wearing? Yeah, Right now? I might be like, look, just add in there. How much money do you want to have in your savings account in yes. 90 days? Absolutely. Right. And really start thinking about your life at that goal weight at your forever weight. And then when you're focusing on that, then it becomes much more powerful to think about, well, I deserve to be at my forever weight. Mm-hmm. I deserve to have this amount of money in my bank account. And that feels better than thinking about, OMG, I can't believe I let myself get this big. Or, oh my God, I can't believe I have this much debt. And it mm-hmm. feels like I'm never going to be able to get out of it. I agree That's, 100%. That's yeah. really good. Yeah.
1: I love love that that. 90 day version of yourself. So it's like, you can dream long-term, but then bring it a little bit closer
0: too. Mm -hmm. I I love that. So we're heading into the holiday seasons now. What would be like, I don't know, your number one or number two tips that you would offer to someone who's listening and they're like, okay, I'm going to rethink how I'm doing this holiday season. I know last year it left me in unhappy and not very holiday-ish because I overspent. Mm -hmm. What would you tell someone right now as we're in the middle of the holiday season? What would you tell them?
1: Yeah, it goes back to what I said earlier. I would sit down and really take a good look at your finances and really make a decision on how much you are going to spend and make a decision on like, you can just decide I'm not going into debt and decide and keep that commitment to yourself. And then say, okay, I'm not going into into that. That's off the table. How much money do I actually have coming in this month? How much do I have saved? Okay, what do I really want to spend during this season? And make sure you write that number down and follow through with it. That may mean you need to write a list on who's going to get gifts, how much you're going to spend on each person, Get real creative, follow through and listen, you're going to get to a point throughout December where you're not going to want to stick to that plan. But I want to invite you to make a plan for that. Like when you're making your plan of who you're going to spend on and how much you're going to spend, also tell yourself what you're going to do when you don't want to follow the plan. Because that bratty teenage brain Mm -hmm. is going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, we have to get this. This person needs this.
0: Thinking intentionally, right? Thinking huh. about, you know, so and so is going to be like, can you bring the turkey to dinner? Yeah. And Absolutely. if that's not in your budget, if that's not in your plan, how are you going to plan for that? How are you going to plan for that? Yeah.
1: And really allowing yourself, when I tell you to
0: decide what you're going to spend it on,
1: really think about everything. Think about who are you buying gifts for? How, what parties are you going to? Do you need to bring a dish? Maybe call people on the phone now. Hey, How are we doing Thanksgiving? How are we doing Christmas? Mm -hmm. What do you need me to bring? What am I bringing? Or you can even tell them, hey, I have the rose this year. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell them what you're bringing before they ask you. Mm -hmm. You Be intentional about it and then follow through. And you're going to be so proud of yourself once you see how it feels to keep your commitment to yourself.
0: I love that. That's so similar to what I also teach too. So your thought, your powerful thought that you offered is like, I'm not going into debt this season, Mm -hmm. right? That is a very powerful thought. With holidays and with travel, what I teach is before you go, you just decide ahead of time, are you gonna gain weight? Are you gonna maintain your weight? Are you going to lose weight? Mm -hmm. So once you have that goal in mind, then you can begin to plan your trip or plan your holiday aligned with your goal. Mm -hmm. So if your goal is like, look, we ain't gone in the debt, like we're not going below this number, we're not going into the red for the holiday season. If that is your goal, write it down, make a plane yeah. so you mm-hmm. can see it. Remind yourself yeah. every day that's the goal. And then every single day you're making those spending decisions that align with your goal. And when you're keeping that in the forefront, you're going to come out in January having achieved that goal. Absolutely. Love it. Same thing with weight loss. It's like, you decide, are we going to gain weight holiday season? Which is fine, right? If that's something you want to do, absolutely. You just intentionally decide ahead of time, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to all of these parties. I'm going to eat these specific things. And I plan, I know this is going to put weight on me. Fine. Or you're like, no, nope, I'm good. I like my progress. I don't want to gain any weight, but I still want to be able to have dessert mm-hmm. or have my cocktails or And you know exactly what that is. You plan for it. That's your goal. And you proceed through your holidays as such. So I love the facts. If we want to recap like some of the commonalities with the holiday spending and the holiday eating, and you can pop in in case I missed anything, is first of all, understanding our impulse spending and our impulse eating is either our bratty brain or our teenage brain. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And we have access to a higher, more evolved brain. And we have to remember that, but we do that with planning, yes. right? So the power in planning, planning how much we're going to spend, planning how much we're going to eat. And then we want to focus on the powerful thoughts, yes. right? So making the decision, right? And combating the, I deserve to yeah. spend money. It's like, nope. I deserve to have a whole bunch of money in my bank account. Yes. I deserve to be able to feel my healthiest self when I wake up on January 1st. Yes. Okay. And as we do that, as we keep those thoughts forefront, we are evolving into the next best version of ourselves, which our vision is more money in the bank account. And less fat on our thighs. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else? Did I miss anything? Anything else you want to add?
1: You know, I would just add to like, imagine what it's going to be like January 1st, waking up and you do not have more fat on your thighs. You actually maintained your weight or lost maybe a pound or two because you were intentional. And then you can also think about what it's going to be like to wake up and, not be in the red and maybe even have not gone over budget at all. Maybe you were under budget a little bit. Like, how proud are you going to feel? How good are you going to feel? You can let that future you fuel you through the holidays.
0: Yeah, I love, 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 love that. All right, this is your opportunity to reframe and do this holiday season different. Absolutely. All right, Jermaine, how can people find you? How can they get in contact with you? And how can they work with you? Absolutely. So my website. Is the best place to find me. It's
1: germainfoley.com. It's germaine with the G. I'm gonna spell it because it can be complicated. So it's G-E-R-M-A-I-N-E. Foley is F as in Frank O-L E Y and it's dot com. And as soon as you go to the website, there's a little box that says let's get started. I will send you over a free guide that's all about learning how to have lots of money so that you can live the life you really want to live. And right now, I work with people one-on-one. I do one-on-one coaching, where I help you go from where you are financially to where you want to be. And I am your guide through the entire process so that you can become that future version of yourself, so that you can be that woman that you really, really want to be when it comes to your money. Listen, so many of us are out here killing it. We are doing our thing in the workforce And in our businesses, we are making the money, but unfortunately we're not keeping it and we're not setting ourselves up for the future that we really want. So I am on a mission to help women do that.
0: I know, that's what's up. (laughs) Virtual (laughs) high five, sister. I love it. I love it. Yeah, money is like, can't do much if you ain't got no money, right? Absolutely. (laughs) We can't. And let's be honest, like black people, we need to catch up. We really need to catch up. We need to close that wealth gap and we can't depend on the government or a handout or like somebody saying, oh, you poor thing. Let me give you some money. We've got to be responsible and yeah. do it for ourselves and then teach our kids how to do it.
1: Absolutely. And we touched on this whole, I deserve it mindset. And listen, I get it. I like nice things too, but don't let those nice things come to you at the expense of your financial well-being. You know, There's so many people out here saying, buy the bag, buy this, buy that. And I want you to get your bags. I want you to go on your vacations. But I also want you to have some money so I can help you do both, right? Some of my clients, they are like, I'm about to go buy my Chanel bag because they planned for it. Mm -hmm. And it's such a fun thing for them to do, but they're not doing it at the expense of their financial well-being.
0: It's so much more exciting when you're like, here's cash
1: from my Chanel yeah. bag. Yeah. It was like, you can put it on your card, your credit card and get the points and pay it right off too. You can do it that way if you want to.
0: Okay. Yeah. But not have to be like, oh my God, I love this bag, but I'm going to be paying for it for the next five years. No, it's like <laughs> the,
1: the moment, you know, you get that quick hit of dopamine, but then after that, it's all like guilt and shame and stress. Let's just make it the whole journey from saving up to it, to walking into the Neiman Marcus or the Chanel store, to carrying it out, to carrying it every single day or whenever you bring her out. Let's make the whole thing fun.
0: Not just Mm -hmm. one part of it. I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. All right. All right, Jermaine. uh, Welcome. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was so much fun, Jennifer. Thank you for thinking of this and thanks for inviting me. We'll have to do something together again.
0: Yeah, it was a fun conversation. And I think it's going to be super helpful to so many people because listen, y'all, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you're struggling with your weight and you're struggling with your money, you really need to focus on a single mindset and just apply that mindset across the board Mm -hmm. and watch your life change. Absolutely. All right. Thank you again for joining us. And all right, Lux Lifers, we'll see you in the next episode hey 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 before you go i have one more thing for you if you like today's episode and want to learn more about the stop dieting forever lifestyle i have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever in it you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free coffee. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting dieting forever.